Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Everything is burning, but the world keeps turning. Welcome in, everybody. I know I keep joking that this is the year from hell, but that doesn't mean that San Francisco and the West Coast has to literally look like a hellscape, but what are you going to do? Just one of those years, am I right? <laughs> Believe in Jayhawks, a basketball program. Welcome in. Thank you for listening. You're the best. Good show tonight. Yeah, take my frustrations out on the ACC. They're acting like a bunch of idiots. Uh, some news about former Kansas hero. We'll give you our usual update on the Jayhawks in the playoffs. Uh, basically, Frank Mason's season is finished, maybe shockingly. And then we will pay tribute to a great Jayhawk as well. That'll come at the end of the program. My name is Jonas Nordman. You can get at me if you want, at JonasN310. That's on Instagram. I don't know. I don't want to give you my Twitter. I don't really do much on Twitter, for better or for worse. Yeah, the, the, the pictures yesterday were pretty shocking up in the Bay Area. Uh, of course, I, as I've mentioned before, I am born and raised from the West Coast. And to see that basically up and down the Pacific Trail is on fire, it's a little weird. And then it was record highs over the weekend all across the country. And then some places are snowing the last few days. Just just totally normal. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, but those pictures from San Francisco, unbelievable. Look, it's terrible. It's awful. It should not be that way. But it made for some pretty cool photos. I will say that. The orange glow over the San Francisco Giants Stadium. Could you imagine if that happened in Stillwater? Orange there for Oklahoma State? Very fitting, very apropos, but still terrible. And we must do something. But I don't know what, because that's a bit above my pay grade. Anyways, let's get down to it. This is the Believe in Jayhawks basketball program. I almost forgot this part. On the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Here's what I believe. Here's what I know. Former Kansas hero Mario Chalmers has got himself a new job. Yeah, economy is what it is. It's tough to find new jobs during this pandemic, but hey, Mario Chalmers has himself a new gig. Still playing basketball. Remember, he tore his Achilles back in 2016. He was a member of the Memphis Grizzlies, actually playing pretty well at the time of injury, and he's... Not really gotten a chance since. I think he's played a few years down in the G League. And now he's essentially become an overseas player. Which, if you're getting paid to play basketball and you're about to go over to Greece, could be worse. He tweeted this last night. I I saw this live and in person as he tweeted it. Quote, until we meet again, America. Greece, here I come. 34-year-old Chalmers tweeted on Wednesday. He actually is familiar with Greece. 
He played in Greece last year and won the Greek Cup with AEK Athens. This year, he's going to Thessaloniki in Greece. He's going to play for Aris. A-R-I-S. Aris. Aris. Aries, maybe? Six for two Chalmers will compete for Aris. That's what I'm going to go with. And Thessaloniki. Beautiful. This guy's got two championships for Miami. He's got the championship, of course, for Kansas back in 2008. Still can't get a share, huh? Hmm. He's also playing in Italy, playing for Segafredo Virtus Bologna in Italy. And they won the Basketball Champions League in 2018-2019. So everywhere the Chalmers goes, he wins. Bring him back home. By the way, I was thinking this the other day. Are we at the point where we can officially agree that 2008 is a long time ago? Right? I mean, 2020 is going to sting. This was the best team KU's had in, I mean, three years. <laughs> like 2017. I've talked about that a couple times. But it, every year that passes now, 2008 to the, the next tournament will hopefully be in 2021. So nine seasons, nine years. It's not a drought, but that is, that's a long time. So, you know, KU, we like to think of ourselves as the blue blood. I'm sort of losing track here in my mind, but I'm, I'm just sort of wandering off thinking about, I mean, maybe it is a drought, for, especially for a program like Kansas. In that time, North Carolina has won twice. 09, and then I think 15, something like that. Duke, no, Duke won in 15. Duke has won at least two times in that time frame. Villanova has won twice. But hey, Missouri still hasn't made a Final Four. You bitch. All right. Let's get to it. Speaking of people who are acting like idiots. The ACC yesterday, how about this proposal? They want, and all the coaches were in agreement. Here, let me, let me quickly go to some of the tweets that their coaches put out. So unified. New Wake Forest coach Steve Forbes, who took over for Danny Manning. That son of a gun. I am so proud to stand united, all caps and united, with every coach in the ACC in the belief that every Division I college basketball program should be allowed to participate in the NCAA tournament this year. This is what's best for our student-athletes, fans, and the sport of college basketball. It will incentivize everyone that loves and cares about our great sport wrong during these unprecedented times and will provide a safe environment for all to participate in. And then in all caps, let's get this done. You may have heard I edited it on my own there on the way through. I could not disagree more. I suppose say less. No, no, I disagree very vehemently. Here's what I when I read this yesterday from the ACC and all the news outlets, I said, "Get the f out. Stop it. What are you doing? At least give me good reasoning." Again, Chris Mack, head coach, Louisville, pretty good coach. 
tweeted this. It was a full statement picture of him shaking the arms of Roy Williams because ACC coaches are so together on this matter. For the last 21 Wednesdays, we as ACC head coach, hump day, huh? Head coaches have been meeting to discuss options for college basketball in 2021. We are united. Oh, they must have all made sure they said that. The safety of our players is paramount. Okay. The ability to incentivize the regular season without mandating a select number of non-conference and conference games provides options and flexibility for all member institutions. Wrong. As ACC head coaches, we strongly believe it's in the game's best interest to have an all-inclusive 2021 NCAA tournament. First and foremost, March Madness never needs help incentivizing fans to watch. It is a kick-ass event. It is an amazing tournament, and it will never, ever have issues with viewership. Fans, due to gambling, due to passion, what have you, fans are going to watch any NCAA tournament that happens. The drama. So take that right off the table. Again, I'm still waiting for a good reason why this should happen. Player safety? How is matching up with hundred? By the way, so this would be this would let in about three hundred and fifty or so, three hundred fifty-six. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. I know it's three hundred plus teams into the NCAA tournament. So, in the name of safety, we're then going to have kids going up against more and more and more types of players from all different landscapes across the country. How is that safe? Because they're sure as hell not going to do a bubble for a 350-team tournament. The NCAA is already crying poverty and, and saying that bubbles would be too expensive. <laughs> Again, we know that like they could afford it, probably. They could afford it. Like The NCAA president, Mark Emmer, could maybe like slash some of his millions upon millions dollar salary. God forbid. But they did just lose that on a ton of revenue. Like they make a lot of that money from the NCAA tournament and they just didn't have that. Remember? You may recall this past year they didn't have an NCAA tournament. It broke all of our hearts here at Believe in Jayhawks. So I don't know. I think this is a worse new idea than new Coke when that happened. And that was a terrible idea. People rejected that immediately. So again. ACC coaches keep talking about incentive. What is the incentive? Hey, go have an O and 20 season. Doesn't matter. You're still in the tournament, baby. Safety. There, there are two reasons are incentive and safety, both of which BS. So I, I'm trying to think what is, what are the underlying reasons here? that the ACC and their coaches would want this to happen. I mean, first and foremost, I really don't know. The only thing that crosses my mind is money in some way, because that's the only reason anybody does anything here in 2020 for sure. But, like, are they imagining they're going to get their bonuses from making the tournament? This will keep coaches from getting fired? Yeah, sure, probably. 
And then I had this thought. Because the guy who's spearheading this, you know, if it's the ACC, go figure. It's Mike Krizlikowski. <laughs> Sorry, that's just how it's spelled. Krzyzewski, Coach K. Does he think that his team's going to suck this year? Like in all the preseason rankings, they're still like top 10. ESPN's latest power rankings, way too early power rankings, has them at like number nine. Going to be a young team for Duke. Go figure. That's sort of the way they do things now. Going to probably start three freshmen. Wendell Moore will be back. Matthew Hurt, who had a very underwhelming freshman year of his own last year. So maybe Coach K has gotten these guys into practice, seen them work out. It's like, ooh, we're going to suck. Everyone into the tournament. Duke would have made it regardless, though. Does the ACC think they're going to get more cash? Because I know conferences get more cash, especially as their own teams go farther in the, in the NCAA tournament. That's not going to happen if you have every single team reaching March Madness. The cash is going to be stretched thin just to put on this tournament. And then if you're giving out these bonuses, you've got a lot more conferences involved. You idiots. So I don't know what the underlying reason, because it's not incentive and it's not safety. Because frankly, those don't exist in this proposal. And from my personal perspective, because that's what's mattering right now, because I have the microphone connected into this great technology to get you my opinions. I don't even want to see that. Do I love college basketball? Yes. That's why I come on here once a week pontificating, bloviating, if you will. But I don't want to see Coppin State take on Radford. Shout out Highlanders. I think that's Radford. Radford University. And we'll figure out later. But I don't need to see the dregs of college basketball. Yes, I love college basketball. I would love to see Kansas. in a, If this is what it takes for an NCAA tournament to happen, then so be it. But it's not. You need less. You need fewer. Whatever the correct conjugation is <laughs> in order to make an NCAA tournament work this year, in all likelihood. Not more. And am I being a, a Kansas basketball fan elitist here in this matter? You bet your bottom dollar that. But you know what? That kind of comes with the territory of being preseason or the number one team last year that comes with winning the Big 12 just about every year. That's a program I want to see in the NCAA tournament. Not North Carolina A&T, unless they beat Duke, in which case it'd be awesome. Let them all in. (laughs) Big news, by the way, coming out on college basketball and on the future of basketball for the upcoming season. The NCAA is planning on making their decision or making an announcement on September 16th. I'm coming to you live, well, recorded on September 10th. So by this time next week, 
We will have an announcement. We will break it down scientifically. We'll go over all the details right here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe Podcast Network. Send me your thoughts on what I just went over with the ACC wanting every single team. I think they're idiots. Let me know if that's if you want to see that, though. Let me know if the bottom dwellers deserve it. The Howard Bison. You want to see Western Kentucky and the Hilltoppers? I might. They have the best mascot. Wow. They have the best mascot in college sports, the Hilltoppers. Not the nickname, but the big red blob that is their mascot. Let me know your thoughts. Jonas N310 on the gram. Quick little playoff update for your Jayhawks. Frank Mason's season is finished. Kaput. That's not really the, the storyline for the Milwaukee Bucks. But the number one seed in the East is done. They're in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo went down at the hands of the Miami Heat in five games. Wasn't even really that competitive of a series. Uh, so, Frank, maybe should have gotten more playing time. You should have learned. And a team that needs to learn from them might be the Houston Rockets and Ben McLemore. Play him more. Although he might be because their sixth man, Daniel House, there's a chance that Daniel House for the Houston Rockets will be suspended for the rest of their series. He supposed to, supposedly and salaciously brought in a companion into the NBA bubble that is both not his wife nor his girlfriend. That's the report. We'll see what happens, but it could be more playing time for Ben McLemore, which could mean more success for the Houston Rockets, although they are going up against the unstoppable force that is Markeith Morris. Markeith has played well. He's getting more playing time for the Lakers. He played really well in their important game three. Had something like three or four made three-pointers. The Lakers bench was huge in that game to help him take a 2-1 lead. Excuse me, I'm, talking, I'm speaking on uh, game number two when they tied things up. And they did win game three as well, but uh, their bench was huge in game number two. And Markeith, alongside Rajon Rondo, really spearheaded that attack. And on the other side, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris Sr., which is still weird to say. Playing pretty well as well. Pre- playing pretty well as well for the LA Clippers as they are now up 3-1 to one on the Dev- Denver Nuggets. The Jayhawks are slowly dwindling, but that's what comes with the playoffs continuing. I still like certainly the Morris Twins' chances of perhaps getting a ring. I, I still think one of their two teams is going to win. So, yeah, that would be pretty cool. A Morris Twin with the championship ring. <laughs> what could go wrong? And lastly, I want to really quickly play homage to a great Jayhawk who passed recently. Former Chancellor Gene Budig, for those of you who are KU alumni or who like going onto the campus, traversing Jayhawk Boulevard. Yes, Budig Hall. Every building, by the way, from what I understand, is named after a former Kansas Chancellor or every academic building. Not Allen Fieldhouse. We all know the story there. But Budic Hall, 
that with the huge thousand person lecture hall named after Gene Budick, who just passed. And it was really cool because Roy Williams made sure to go on his on an AP call to share his affection and his appreciation for Gene Budick, who hired him to be the head coach for Kansas basketball. So Gene Budick hired Roy Williams. And this is what I didn't know. And this is what I find mostly fascinating. When Gene, when Gene Budick left KU, what did he do? Not just retired. He went on to become the president of the American League in baseball. I did not know this. If, pe- if people are listening to this and they already knew it, then congrats on knowing more, knowing more about former KU chancellors. But how about the fourth side of this game? It's a little weird now because Major League Baseball and the AL and the NL are kind of like one at this point. Heck, the, the National League has a DH as we talk. Like here in 2020, the split that used to be so decisive between the two leagues, the National League now has a designated hitter for, you know, it's 2020, anything goes. The world can burn around us. But yeah, there was still separate presidents of each league. And Gene Budig went on to be the president of the AL. So what a fascinating and what a remarkable life. RIP to Gene Budig. I'll never forget. So I graduated in a class of 90. Small little private school, yes. My first day of school at Kansas, it's like, okay, what's the room number? Is it Budig 100, 120, something like that? I had a class in there. It was one of my first classes at, at this big university. I walk in, I just keep looking up and up and up, and I say, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? (laughs) A thousand-person lecture hall, which was bigger and held more than my entire high school. And this, actually, my high school was on the same campus as the middle school as well. So it was greater than the entire population, if you will of my entire school that I graduated from. It was remarkable. And the life of Gene Budig was remarkable as well. So RIP. That'll do it for today's episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Got a little riled up there talking down to the ACC. If you've got any idea what they're up to, like if you've got an idea as to why they're going through with this while they're proposing this. Let me know. Let me know your thought process. Because I'm sure, as it always does, it comes down to money. But in what capacity? Anyways, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't hug. As, as tough as it is to say. We are hopefully almost there. Register to vote. We will hopefully be seeing each other in person. Oh, it was media day yesterday for Kansas which was really cool, or at the very least, they were taking their headshots. So that lends me to believe that at the very least, the season will happen in some capacity. The players were taking their headshots. So adorable. They had the suits on, the suits and ties, the ones you see when they do the lineups, starting at guard Marcus Garrett with a beautiful red necktie. 
So they were out there. They were at the field house. It looks like they're going to be wearing the same uniforms as last year. Big news, big breaking news, which I like the tops. I could not stand the shorts, to be honest. Uh, but that's for a different topic for a different time. But they are preparing for the season, which is a good sign. Appreciate you listening. I will talk with you soon. Um, keep an eye out on the 16th for that announcement from the NCAA. We will react to it together. And until then, I bid you adieu. I ask you to stay safe again. But as always, rock John. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.